Today on Sports Card Investor, how to save fees and be part of a great community by buying and selling through Facebook groups. My name is Jeff Wilson. By day, I invest in tech companies. And at night, I invest in sports cards. Join me on my journey to profit from the hobby we all love. card investors and welcome to another episode. I hope you are having an epic weekend. I hope you are enjoying yourself and I hope you are ready to learn something today and be entertained because we've got a great topic. We are talking Facebook groups and this is something that my guest today knows quite a lot about because I am bringing on Ziggy No. And if any of you out there have been on my Sports Card Investor Facebook group, you know Ziggy No, because he is the admin of the Facebook group. He does an absolutely wonderful job of running the Sports Card Investor Facebook group. And by the way, our Facebook group is free for everybody to join. This is not a members only thing. You can join our Facebook group for free by going to sportscardinvestor.com and clicking on community in the main menu bar and then going down to Facebook group and it'll let you write in and Ziggy will be the moderator who will help take care of you and help shepherd you into the group. But what we're talking about today is tips for buying and selling through Facebook because this can actually be a really great way to save fees and build a community and build trust and do some do some deals on some cards that you otherwise might not get the opportunity to buy if you're just simply looking on eBay or or Starstock or StockX or ComC or any of the other sites out there. The Facebook group uh, marketplace is super dynamic. Cards are being sold. Uh, thousands of cards are being sold every single day through Facebook groups. And so if you are not part of Facebook groups and really understanding how cards are bought and sold online through Facebook, you're missing out on a big part of the hobby. And that's what this conversation is about today. And so without further ado, let me introduce to you Ziggy No. Hey Ziggy, welcome to Sports Card Investor. Hey Jeff, how are you doing? Thank you very much for having me. Really appreciate the time today. Hey, I'm really happy to have you on the show. You've been an awesome Facebook moderator and administrator. And I know you are so deep in the sports card world across so many Facebook groups. You're going to add great value to our listeners today. But before we get into that, I'd like to know a little more about you. And first of all, tell me about the name Ziggy. Ziggy No. How did this come about? Excellent. Excellent. Great question. So my real name is Michael Seguino. That's S-E-G-U-I-N-O-T. You can Google me or look me up on LinkedIn. But in the professional world, Segino is hard to say or hard to pronounce and even harder to spell. So it became Segino, became Ziggy No, Ziggy as a short name um, for, for what, what just became my nickname. Um, so when I came to the sports card world and I created my Facebook profile a few years ago, I decided to use Ziggy No as my Facebook profile. It also gave me kind of differentiation in the market because, you know, there's lots of mics, but there's only one Ziggy Now out there. There is. It's definitely easy to remember. It's easy to see you in the groups. It's actually a great, it's a great branding thing to have a name as unique as Ziggy. Very, very cool. And and what got you in going with sports cards again? How did you get so deep into this? 
Sure. So like many people, right, collected as a kid, got reintroduced as an adult. Um, for me, and as you brought this up, Jeff, it was my kids that got me back into the hobby. I collected in the 80s and I focused on baseball cards and I put those cards away and I actually thought that I had, you know, thousands of dollars worth of baseball cards. So one day back in 2015, when my boys are playing around with some prism cards and prestige and complete and, you know, some basic retail basketball cards, I kind of laughed it off and thought, well, you know, what are you boys playing with? What's so cool here? Um, they quickly started asking me for better products. Dad, can we get prism cards or, hey, can we chase Excalibur? In the time, I was like, well, what is this Excalibur card? Why is it so exciting? Um, and this is one thing, Jeff, I always wondered, for anybody who's new to the hobby, what is your first thought when you open the first pack and you see a piece of cloth and an autograph on it? Because to me, when I did that with Excalibur, I was blown away. I really thought I hit the Willy Wonka gold ticket. And I was like, what the heck? You know, there's an autograph in here and a piece of, is this worth millions? And I had a friend <laughs> who was like, no, calm down. They put that in all the products. But I, but I, I, to me. I, I tell you what, I 100% agree. My son, very similar story. My, you know, my son started getting into cards and, he, and, and I got back in and it was the same thing where he pulled out a, uh, I forget who it was at the time. I think he pulled out, a, a, it was a rookie card of a football player three or four years ago. And it was a jersey patch and it was an autograph and it was all that type of thing. And I was like, wow, like this is awesome. And, and I instantly realized cards today are so much different than they were. Frankly, all of, I still have all of my, you know, late 80s, early 90s cards, you know, 10,000 plus of them. And they're so boring. They're so boring in comparison to today's cards with not only with the autos and the jerseys, but with all the parallels and you know, all the shininess and the color and the cool designs. And it's just, it's so much more exciting. And that, that was one of the things that really attracted me back into cards again, was I just felt that the product was better and it was more compelling and it was more fun to collect. It's actually like a little piece of memorabilia in your hand that is, that actually, it's impressive versus, you know, the old cards that really were just a piece of flimsy cardboard. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It, it still blows my mind. In fact, I think back to remember when you go to a game and you see them throw the shirt into the audience, you think, man, what do you think that jersey's worth? Or boy, what I would do for a piece of that t-shirt, right? Well, here's what they've done. They've given you a piece of that t-shirt, a piece of that jersey, which again, like, like you said, just blows my mind. So um, I was excited with Excalibur. And then again, I had a friend who I used to play poker with. And he's like, if you like Excalibur, you should check out National Treasures. I'm like, well, what's this National Treasures thing, right? It's like, well, imagine paying $1,000. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, why would you do that? So short story here, I got quickly introduced to sports cards. My local um, sports card store is Fantastic Store, which is the front end for blowout cards. So when I went to there, it's a very popular store. They're very knowledgeable. And I was talking about cards and brought my boys in and we were buying boxes. And the guy's like, look, have you tried breaking? You know what a break is. So I got an education on breaking right after kind of playing with some retail. And what I liked about breaking at the time was it gave me a chance for all four of my boys to get a random team. We could chase cards and we could, you know, go after our favorite players. We wanted to buy a PYT. Um, and it was like entertainment too, because we could buy into a break. And then on Friday night, we'd watch the break. We'd wait for our cards to come. We'd sort through them. So breaking um, definitely, I would say, was a very, very fast way to learn the hobby. Now, I would say in the first year I was back in the hobby, we broke every product every week. Like we, and, and the one thing I was thinking to myself too is, does this ever stop? Do they ever stop? Like how many products can they have in each product line? Like we did football, basketball, we did um, baseball. Um, we started breaking high-end products, which was cool because we, we were in the first transcendent break. 
right? We hit a, a Griffey one of one out of, the, out of the transcendent break. We had, I think, five or six slots, and one of them was that card. Um, we were breaking um, at Layton. We were breaking at Mojo breaks. We were break, breaking at Jaspies. And part of that, too, at the time when we got into breaking, would we hear stories about watching out for the bad breakers, right, or the, the frauds or the crimes out there. Um, for those people who are new or listening, the, the, the concern with breaking is I'm going to open up a box that's a $1,000 box. If I open up that box and there's a two or $3,000 card, I got to trust that person's going to send that card to me, right? So you want to find reputable breakers. Um, I was a big fan of breaker culture because they gave you reviews. They talked about breakers you could trust and couldn't trust. Um, in fact, there's a great story that you'll hear about if you go to National, um, Brandon Cooks to 99, right? If you ever hear some people talk about that, it's a case of fraud that took place where this guy was breaking a box of cards and he moves a camera. And as he's moving the camera to slide away the redemption that's worth a lot of money, he keeps going, Brandon Cooks to 99, Brandon Cooks to 99. So that became infamous on the, in the Facebook world and the, and the communities there. So at the time, learned a lot about breaking, got into a lot of different products, um, pretty much broke everything that year, you know, chase rookies, learned a lot too. And, and one thing, Jeff, was that at the time, it was all about ink, right? It wasn't about these refractors. It wasn't about parallel cards. In fact, another a story I mentioned um, is that Mojo Breaks used to give skunk packs of Prism, right? Prism basketball was what you got if you if you failed to hit a card, which today would be in itself is is a reward. Right? That, that is the so that is the thing they're breaking, right? I know, seriously. So my son has a video. It's on my YouTube channel of him opening up packs of of Prism, and he's looking through them. And like I said, ink is what was important. He has a Adela Vadova autograph. He's like, look, Dad, Adela Vadova, and he's talking to the the camera. And then he pulls, you know, oh, here's a Milwaukee Bucks rookie. Uh, can't say his name, and it's Giannis, right? And he throws Giannis down, right? Who's who's now a two thousand dollar card. Um, but we learned a lot in that in that first year, and we learned good and bad, right? That you know you can be taken advantage of. There's certain people you can trust. Um, we got we went to nationals in 2016. Up until this time, though, we were mainly collecting. We weren't selling as much. When we started selling, the first place we started selling was eBay. Now, I'll be honest, I wish I listened to friends earlier and gotten involved in Facebook because friends of mine told me, Mike, you got to get it at Facebook. It's a better place to be. Um, and it took me time. I was hesitant to do that. 2017, probably by the summer is when I really got into Facebook. Um, and what I'll say, Jeff, is that Facebook was definitely more community. Um, the hobby is a great community. Anybody who's in the hobby will tell you, oh, I love the hobby because people are very friendly. Well, Facebook to me is even more friendly, but I would say you have to invest the time into it. You can't just jump into a group one day, try to sell a card and never show up again, right? It's very much community or community oriented, right? Um, selling is about building relationships. Buying is about building relationships. But my boys and I, we like the, the Facebook community because they started breaking cards for friends and family. So what we'd also do is we'd go out and find cards and we'd trade cards. If we could find Prism, we would trade it uh, for Bowman boxes with another guy across the country. In fact, a good friend of mine, a guy named Rackin, who's on Facebook, him and he has a daughter. So he'd break cards in California. I'd break with my sons in Virginia and we would trade cards, right? It was just a swap of cards. And my kids liked that. Um, when we started getting into selling, they got more into the, the selling side of it. So, you know, things started to, to morph a little bit. Cool. Very cool. Cool stories. You know, it's, and I love that aspect of watching the breaks, you know, with your sons and that entertainment factor. That's the coolest thing about breaking. And I'm actually curious for the viewers. I am sure this is resonating with a number of the viewers out there. I'd love to hear in the comments if, uh, if viewers have had that experience of doing breaks, you know, watching breaks with their, with their kids. I had that experience a, a number of times, but one that really stands out with me was July 4th of last year, so almost exactly a year ago, uh, Mojo Breaks 
was doing this massive July 4th break. They were only doing one break that day and it was uh, all basketball and it was 65 boxes of basketball product spanning the last seven years. And it was everything from flawless and national treasures uh, to prism and optic and everywhere in between noir. And I mean, you know, select, I mean, it was all over the map, but it was all basketball all seven years. It was, um, as you can imagine, it was an expensive break to get into. I think it was around like 500 bucks for a single team and it was random teams. Um, so it was, I mean, it was, it was an expensive break, but, but the break took six hours. Literally, they were at it all day on July 4th. I think like six and a half hours. And my, and so we bought into it and my son and I sat on the couch and we literally watched, we watched about four, four and a half hours of the break without moving, you know, just like, you know, basically like we were watching a sporting event on TV. Finally, after four and a half hours, my wife was like, stop with this. And so we paused it. And then we watched the last two hours later that night, you know, but it was like, it was such good entertainment, you know, and I got to watch with him and have that experience. And just like what you said, like we were cheering every time our team, we got the, we got the Knicks every time, which actually wasn't the worst thing in the world because we, we landed, we landed some, we landed some Porzingis rookies. We landed uh, some Carmelo uh, patch autos. Um, we landed, uh, and of course that year you had Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, so, you know, we, we actually got a fair amount of stuff uh, that was decent, um, but it was so much fun to watch and like root for the Knicks cards to like come up on the TV all day long. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's funny, Jeff. I did that. We were at the beach one year with my boys and the, my family and other families were there and we were doing that. And they were, they were looking at us like we were weird. Like, what are you doing? I don't, I don't, I don't understand. You're watching people open cards. And to me, it's what I realized too at that time. This is not for everybody. It's very difficult to kind of explain that. People are like, this makes no sense. This is bizarre to you. And talking to breakers too, they'll tell you how many people think it's weird when they buy into a break for their first time. They don't understand what's going on. You know, it is a, it's a challenging concept for people sometimes. It is, but it's great. It's great. Well, anyway, that's an awesome experience. And by the way, happy belated Father's Day to you, dad of four sons. I'm sure that's awesome. Um, so we started to talk a little bit about Facebook. So, um, you know, you mentioned the community aspect, you know, why should, why should listeners care about Facebook and specifically Facebook groups as a, as a means to actually buy and sell sports cards? Yeah. Yeah. The great question. So first of all, I would say I, I've, I refer to Facebook as the underground to sports cards. And the reason I say that is once you get into the hub, you'll realize it's a lot of the same people. There's probably two or 300 friends of mine on Facebook that have just been there for the last four or five years. A lot of them are owners or dealers of front-end stores, right? They have a front-end store in Texas or all over the country, right? They have a business. They're business-oriented people. Um, and, and because of that, there's a strong community of self-policing in that community. Um, like sometimes people think about, well, I'm going to get scammed. You absolutely can be scammed. But if you know what you're doing and you, and you ask the right question and you talk to the right people, you're not likely to get scammed, okay? So what I recommend to people is if you're coming into the community for the very first time, start in a group that you can trust. Now, what I really like is that you created uh, Sports Card Investors and, and I came to Sports Card Investor, your Facebook group, because to me, it was one of the very first groups that did not push selling, but pushed education, right? Because your real goal there is you're educating people on, hey, what are the good products to chase? What, what's a good product for a return? That was key. Most groups, again, were very much, they're selling-oriented. Or selling so they weren't necessarily going to educate you. 
Um, but what, what I found is that, like, for example, I'm a fan of Mojo Breaks. And in the Mojo Break uh, Facebook group, I learned a lot from those people who would refer me to, hey, here's another breaker you go to, or here's another place you can sell that card. Um, and the reason this is important, right? So if you get into the Facebook community or you use Mojo Breaks or you use Jaspi and you get into their Facebook groups, they all want to support the hobby. And what I mean by that, if I'm, if I'm a breaker, I want you to sell your card and make money so you can buy more breaks, right? So what you'll find in these Facebook communities is they're going to look out for you. Hey, Ziggy's got a really good card. He's trying to sell. I'll vouch for Ziggy. I know he's got the card in hand. Here's a good price on it. And he'll help advertise that card for me and his group, right? So in the beginning, that's how I started was simply just working in a very few groups. Another thing to think about is, again, you got to build a community. It, it, it's very much a community. It's, it's like a neighborhood, right? Um, I would spend my money in the Facebook community instead of spending it in other places, right? I, you, I would, whether it's buying into breaks, whether it's buying cards, when you do that, people saw that you're building in relationships, building trust. Another thing to do too, when you come to these communities is treat people the way you want to be treated, right? So when I would buy something or when I'd sell something, I'd have great communication. I'd give them my address. I'd follow up with them if they had any questions. I would also track tracking. If I send you a package, I would check to see it's delivered and then I'd follow up with a message. Hey, I saw it was delivered. Did you get the package okay, right? So there's little things in the beginning I think are key and a lot of people don't do that, right? And I think part of that is, and, and I, can, I can say I'd be guilty of this myself, when I first came there, I thought, wow, I can just unload my cards here. I can just sell cards, right? So another thing, and I'll even be honest with you, in the very beginning, I had to uh, deal with my name, right? Because I was Ziggy No. And people were like, well, why are you not using your real name? Are you a scammer? Are you using a, fraud, you know, a fake name? So I would share people, you know, who I am, you know, my pictures, my family. I'd also talk about the breaker I used, so the breaker could vouch for me. But you have to build up that trust. Um, one of the very first transactions I did was I traded some KD cards for some baseball cards my son wanted with a guy who ran a group called Big, Big Breaks Basketball, Big Basketball Breaks. Um, really great admin. He then, once I did the trade with him, and it was really cool because we both were paranoid of each other. We sent, right? And he's like, well, I'll send you a few cards and you send me a few cards. We both few, mailed each other a few cards. Once they got there, then we mailed everything else. And, and then the trust really grew. Then he brought me into his Facebook group, another group called Showcase Basketball. And you can find these groups on the internet. Um, what Showcase does is they self-police. You can post in there, hey, I had a really good transaction with Ziggy, right? So people then know that you're a good person and it builds up that, that credibility in the community. Another thing I'll mention too, is that if you're a bad person and you scam somebody or try to do something wrong, there's groups out there that track that, right? There's one group called Scammer or Sports Card Scammers Exposed. There's lots of sports card scammer groups, but there's sports card scammers exposed. You'll know that because it's the largest group in, in the industry, about 27,000 people. And there you can report any issues you have with scams. Someone stole my money, you know, I, I ordered an item that was never shipped, whatever it might be. There's a nice database that they maintain as well. So if you're buying and selling, go look in the database to see if that person's in the database, right? I always talk to people when I'm doing a first transaction, hey, I'm Ziggy, here's my real name, Michael Seguino. Here's my, you know, you can go check at scammers to see I'm not in the database there. I make them feel comfortable with the transaction. And I think that's an important thing to do. Why do I do that? The number one reason is because Facebook community is the fastest way and probably the best way to make money as far as not paying fees and the ability for me immediately. Like I could go online tonight, post a card and have cash in hand really in minutes, right? Because I could have it in PayPal, transfer it to my bank and go pull it out of an ATM if I wanted to without any concerns. Even to the point where I've met friends in Facebook where I can call a friend and say, hey, you know, I'm at the Target. 
um, they've got more mosaic and I'm out of cash. Can you Facebook me too? Or can you PayPal me $200? And I'll get that $200, right? Because they know I'm going to pay it back. So you build up that trust that that's almost like a credit system, right? People trust you. They trust that you're going to make transactions. You get better deals. I can sell cards faster. Again, I don't pay fees on them. Um, and I also say one thing that really I think is better too, is that relationship you have with the person you buy and sell with. I, I get more joy out of that. When I get a card to a friend and I know he likes it, that makes me happy. I can ask him, hey, man, you still got the Lamar Jackson I sold you? Yeah, I still have it. Love that card. It's one of my favorite cards. I sell it on eBay. I never hear about it again. I have no idea what happens to it, right? So I really like that relationship side. And, and I would say, too, I think if you look at a lot of people in the hobby, a lot of them have Facebook connections. They're just not leveraging it enough, in my opinion. If you invest more time there, you can get a lot out of that. That's neat. So a lot of a lot of compelling reasons there why someone might want to look to Facebook groups as as an opportunity to build community and buy and sell cards. So let's say um, you know you mentioned obviously at Sports Card Investor we have a we have a Facebook group. Uh, by the way, public to the public. It's not a members only thing. Anyone watching the video is welcome to join, uh, and you could just search Sports Card Investor and find our Facebook group. However, it is we we don't allow buying and selling in our group because we we focus our group on uh, you know the education, the community, the discussion. So if you so you let's say you come into our group or you go into any group and you and you okay so you kind of got the community piece, the education education piece down. But now where do you go to find these groups? Like where would you start to find the first set of groups that you want to get into, perhaps to start building a buying and selling relationship with other people? Yeah, so that's a great question. And what I would say is, again, what you're going to find out in SCI is that there's great mentors, right? A lot of the moderators are very knowledgeable. You're also going to see a lot of people posting a lot of information, and you're going to see those people as being knowledgeable. And I'll also say, at SCI, there's no stupid questions, right? I really mean that. If, if I see questions come up, um, if it's a question that everybody knows, I will message the person directly, or a moderator will answer it for you, but it's a friendly place. So if you came in there and said, hey, you know what? I've got some cards that I'm looking to sell. Where's a good group to go into? I'm going to refer you to a basketball group. And what I'm going to do, too, is I'm going to refer you to an open group, or what's referred to as th they're going to let you in on invite only. What you will find in Facebook is there are some very high-end vouch-only groups. And what that means is the only way you get in there is that you have to vouch or have somebody vouch for you with their wallet. So in those groups, if I were to, you know, renege on a deal or didn't make a payment or damage a card, the person who vouched for me in the record would actually have to cover that. So it's, it's, those are harder to get into. You can earn the right into that. Now, I will say it's worth doing that because in those groups, you can get access to some amazing cards. Like um, where you might see, a, say a, let's say those Jordan cards that are selling for $1,000 on eBay. You could probably get one of those, you know, high-end groups for maybe twenty, twenty-five thousand. Because if you're willing to pay cash for it, they're willing to knock out those fees, right? If they also know you're a trusted vouch person, they're not worried about a scam taking place. So I see a lot of high-end cards take place in those groups. Another big thing is lots of sealed wax go on in those groups, right? Mm -hmm. And at better prices, because you might have a dealer who has a couple extra cases that he got at a, a, a disease price that he just wants to move. So when you're able to vouch and get access as groups, it opens up the door. The other thing it opens up for me is that I have global access right now. I know dealers and, and major sellers all over Asia, all over Europe, all over the United States, where if I found a unique card or if I was looking for a unique card for somebody, I know where to go to the right place to find it. Um, and what I, and, and I would just say, and with what's great is how the pulse of the internet takes place. You will see the breaks in Asia the night before immediately on Facebook. 
right? Because you know those guys are a day ahead of us, so they're opening flawless national treasures. Those first cards are hitting Facebook, and you're hearing about the stories behind them. They might be on Instagram and Twitter, but the story behind what was the break, who was the breaker, you know, who got the card, that's in the Facebook world really, really fast. Interesting. Cool. So go to so go to Sports Card Investors Facebook. Uh, from there, you can talk to the you know admins and moderators like Ziggy. They can point you to some of these groups where you can go buy and sell. So once you get into these groups, you get into this network, you join some of these groups, you become part of the community. If you're looking, if you're looking to buy, what would what would what would you recommend in terms of? I'm sure people, you know, the first time you're trying to buy in a Facebook group and you don't know who you're buying from, you don't have the eBay protection and that type of thing anymore. So how do you how do you protect yourself? How do you ensure as a buyer that you're not going to get scammed and that you're doing a good you're doing a good transaction? This is a real thing. Yep. So again, if I'm coming as a buyer, I'm going to say always use goods and services, right? From the beginning, use goods and services. I have no and that's And that's on PayPal, just to make sure everyone realizes. PayPal, when you send money on PayPal, you get the option of, of saying, I'm buying goods and services with this money, or I'm sending it to a friend. Sending it to a friend leaves you without any buyer protection, where goods and services does give you PayPal's buyer protection should the other person not actually ship you the item. Yeah. Other things is, I mean, even uh, um, Vimo and, and Zelle and other, other things, I would use a third party, right? So maybe even ask a moderator in that room, hey, I'm doing a transaction with Frank. Can I get some vouches in the room? So people will vouch for Frank and they'll vouch for me. Hey, Frank, you know, I don't really know you that well. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to send the money to the moderator. The moderator is going to get the merchandise from you. He can act as the escrow agent if you need to. I've only done that once, to be honest with you. Because normally if someone's willing to make the checks and get the vouches, there's really the paranoia level kind of goes down. Um, if you've never been on there before, you, you're probably gonna have to do something like that. Um, but what I would say too, start with even your local card store. Ask your local card store, do you have a Facebook group, right? Because that local card store could be the guy who vouches for you into something else because he's doing transactions with you too, right? He knows you have a history. He knows you're, you're reputable as well. Um, so again, you can use a lot of different ways to get in. You can even, you know, start, there's another group I'd recommend. There's a one of one, I think it's called one of one and that's number one of, uh, of, and then one sports cards, which is a great show group, right? Where people are flashing off their one of one cards. That's another great place to come in. Cause I think it's open. You can ask questions there and meet people. Now I will say again, if I'm a scammer, right? I'm going to use these same techniques to get in, right? I'm going to get in. I'm going to try to be nice. I'm going to maybe make a few transactions. So just always be diligent, always be aware. Um, I'll also say this too. I have seen in the five years of being on Facebook that you'll see people who are good people who go bad. Okay. And what I mean by that is, you know, everybody has financial issues and one day a guy's great. He's always filling, you know, these blaster breaks. And next thing you hear, you know, he's doing chargebacks and he apparently has ended his whole channel. He's gone. Right. So, that does happen. You have to be aware of that. So I, I'm still a fan of, of goods and services. What I would say too is I don't go around to every Facebook group. There's certain Facebook groups that I spend more time in than others. Um, what's also happened a lot right now is what I would call the flash Facebook groups, right? Which really happened when a technology, when a new product comes out or something, right? Like for example, Project 2020 has a very, very popular flash. Group. Oh, they know me in that group. They, they, I'm not, trust me, I'm not welcome in that group. The Tops Project 22, I, I've seen, I've not ventured in, but I have seen the screenshots of, because uh, of, I people send me, do you hear what they're saying about you in this group, about your prediction that Tops Project 2020 is gonna go down in value? 
Yeah. It's groups like that. Those flash groups can show up very fast, right? Another good example, I'm in a Mosaic flash group right now, right? Where one of the admins, he knew that Mosaic's coming out. He created a group that simply says Panini Mosaic, and he's got people flooding in, right? So you'll see flash groups that pop up. Prism's another one. There's a very popular Prism group that, you know, people are flash groups. So what I would say is, you know, be cautious, spend your, you know, it's not that everything's free, it's, it is the wild west. But if you invest the time and money and when making the right buys and working with the right people, you can get a lot out of Facebook, right? You can get a lot of value out of that. That's, I think is the key. If you take anything away, it's not go on immediately. Um, and I will tell you this, I see a lot of this too. I see a lot of guys who know nothing about sports cards, but they just watch Gary V and they heard that Mosaic selling for three X. So they bought it at Walmart. And they're now in the group and they say, how do I sell this? Those people worry me a little bit because you know they're only there for one reason. They're only there to cash out and then move on, right? And in the Facebook world, we call it ATMing, right? They're there to get the money and move on. So, you know, you do have to be aware. And, and I'll tell you too, if you're watching this and you're an ATMer, we don't want that in the community, right? And you, sh you shouldn't want that either. You should want to be more involved in, in what you're doing. I think, you know, you get what you put into it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like anything else in life. Relationships make a difference and relationships take time to build. I mean, it's no different than the business world or anything else, right? If you, if you, you know, hang around in the circles and you are helpful and you're nice and you prove yourself to be trustworthy and you'll build up a reputation and people will start to trust you and doors will start to unlock for you. And in the Facebook world, those doors might be your way to bigger groups or bigger deals or bigger transactions or, you know, people just trusting you more. Um, and so, yeah, that it, it makes total sense. Um, but you got to invest the time into the community um, in order to build that trust up. Um, now, as a seller, so we just talked about the buyer perspective as the seller. Let's So let's say I did have, I, you know, I was lucky enough to go to my local Target and find you know, eight shells full of mosaic and I tossed them all in my shopping cart. And now I'm sitting here tonight saying, well, how do I sell this? I don't want to necessarily go on eBay. I want to do this through a Facebook group. As a starting off seller, how would you approach things? Yep. So again, I'll say you're going to run into a little resistance if, you're the, if you show up on day one and you're just trying to sell stuff. But what I would say is if you can sell it, if you come in with reasonable pricing, right? And you follow up with good customer service. So for me in the beginning, my boys and I would do this. We pick up prison boxes. We would sell those at cost plus, right? Basically cost plus shipping and maybe a couple of dollars as a tip. We weren't trying to take advantage of people or, you know, make a lot of money. Um, if, if it was me today, I would probably sell Mosaic at 2X instead of 3 or 4X, right? Because I'm still getting cash immediately. I'm making transactions and I'm building value immediately as well. Um, and again, it's things like follow-up, right? So after I make the transaction, I'm going to send them the next morning a tracking statement. Or if I don't, or if I'm a call, I'll send them a message in the morning say, I'm mailing in the afternoon. Whatever it is, I'm letting them know immediately in the morning what the status of their package is, right? And then at the end of the day, I give them the tracking slip or, hey, your package is going out, you know, what time it happened. And then I follow up, like I said, as well. Hey, I saw your package was delivered. Did you get everything okay? So I think that's key to selling. I'd also say that there's... Um, you know, another good example, if you hit a big one of one card, right? How do you get the value of that? First thing I would do is go post that on the one of one Facebook card, right? Because you can totally showcase it off, show everybody the card. You're going to get a lot of people are going to ask you right there. Hey, what do you want for that card? You know, what's the going right? It's the only place I really know where you can kind of openly fish out, you know, the value of a card, but it gets people to look at it. Um, another great example, if I'm selling too, is that there's certain groups that allow mail days, right? Show me your mail day. What did you get? So my mail day be, hey, I went to Target and I just got 50 blasters here, man. Look at my mail day, right? So you're showing off what you have and then people can see 
and then they can start contacting you as, as far as buying your product. Um, other things that I do, you know, be flexible on payments. Expect to give to pay good goods and services in the beginning. You know, don't don't. I think it's if you ask somebody, I want friends and family. That to me is a yellow flag. If I'm ever buying something the first time, and the guy says friends and family, okay, I'm like mm, I'm gonna need some vouchers, right? I would expect the first time he says to me is goods and services, and then I might counter back with. Hey, we, if I do friends and family, will you give me a better price? Right? It's a negotiating thing for me to do. So little things like that. Um, selling, you know, I, I think a, a lot of selling too is patience. Um, a big thing that goes on in, in, in Facebook world is razzing, right? And and I'm not going to go on a long conversation about that. But razzing is raffling, where you can sell parts of, you know, you sell a card, 100 spots in the card, and one winner for the card. That is very powerful in the Facebook community, unlike any place else, because there you'll get people who just really want to play a lotto, right? So you'll see big cards, right? Like thousand dollar cards where you can buy in for a chance of one or two dollars in, 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 in a raffle or Raz. Another cool thing that I've seen too um, that Facebook does and you see these breakers is you can buy Zion by the pack, right? Instead of where you have to get into a break where you have to buy the whole team, right? You can buy Zion by the pack. So I, have, I know a breaker, international breaker, I think it's his name, international breakers, he'll break open a case and he sells the cards by the pack which I think makes more option for people who want to come in and have a shot at a, at a big card, right? To get, to get a Zion card. So there's a lot of creative ways to sell uh, on Facebook that I think, um, again, you can, like I said, you can show off your cards. You can also talk to major dealers. You'll, you'll get to meet people, you know, who are, who are buying and selling certain players too, right? Like I know one guy who buys Sieku. I know another guy who's buying up Zion, right? I know a guy who buys LeBron James. So anytime I have LeBron James, I show it to him first. Um, so that's another thing you'll find. There's certain places you can sell pretty quickly. And then you can control how much you want to sell too, right? You can sell in bulk really easily in some of these sites as well. Um, and again, you're selling without the fees that you have and a lot of the, a lot of the, the hassles you have from other platforms. And I'll say too, for everybody watching, I'm a big fan of all the different platforms for selling. I don't sell any one of my, like I don't use Facebook primarily. Um, I really use as many different platforms as I can. It just depends on the reason. And I'm actually going into that and in some and in, in more into my Facebook videos. Like my sons love CMOC. We're excited about Starstock. I think the fantasy aspect of that is kind of cool. Um, I like Investor Cards model because I can send cards, get them graded immediately and sold. Um, but to me, Facebook is, is just a, another avenue. And to me, like I said, the number one thing I like about Facebook is the community. You really can't put a, a, a value on that. And again, think about this. In all those other systems, it's really customer and, and enterprise, right? In the Facebook, it really is kind of a band of friends and brothers and people who are really working together. And um, I get more satisfaction out of that, I think. Yeah, and, it, and it's the only way out of all of those services you just mentioned where you don't have a company that's that's trying to take a profit margin on top of the sale price, which I mean, obviously naturally eBay, Starstock, uh, which by the way, Starstock's great. And we still have a promo code running with Starstock. Uh, if you sign up for a new Starstock account and use promo code SCI, when you sign up, referral code SCI, you get you can get up to uh, $25 in bonuses. Um, but we've got, um, but you know, but Starstock, StockX, you know, eBay, Comsi, I mean, obviously they're all businesses that are making money. So they're all ultimately going to take some sort of cut. They've got different fee structures and different way it works, but they're gonna take some sort of cut. With Facebook, when you're dealing with that peer-to-peer -peer transaction, you cut that out. And so you do assume some of the risk and you do assume the need to, you know, maybe build yourself up a little bit more as a buyer or seller than you do in the other, in, you know, just going to Starstock and, and buying some cards. 
Um, but you, uh, it, it does, um, it, it, it does give you that opportunity to, as you said earlier, get some pretty good deals, especially if you're buying cards that are maybe worth a little bit more saving that 10% can, you know, or more can make a pretty big difference. Here's a couple other tips, right? When you're following breakers in Facebook, you can buy those cards immediately, right? So in other words, a guy pulls a Zion base. You can ask the buy the guy who owns the team. Can I buy that card from you immediately? I'll give you $140 PayPal now. Right. You send it to that guy. The breaker is the guy, you know, he's going to ship you the mm. card. You're getting a card that's less likely to have any damage to it. Right. Um, another thing I'm doing on, on my Facebook groups, uh, there's four guys in a group. We basically pooled our money together and we started last year. We buy up all the base optic Zion and Jaws that we can find. Right. We did that rating them. And again, what's cool about this with four of us, we can all be out there looking at different groups. And if I see it, you know, I can, hey, you know, call one guy, hey, I found some. And we can negotiate, right? I, I got this guy down to $60, I got this down to $40. And we can go out and buy in so much more power, so many more cards. So when you're out on these other platforms, you're competing more on a CMOC or Starstock. When I'm out on Facebook, I can go direct to breakers. I can see a card getting pulled. You know, I get quick access to that stuff. That's much easier to grade. So I, I also like that. I also, like I said, the pooling of resources where I have four friends and we go after cards and grade them. Uh, and I'm not joking too about, I have friends that if I'm at Target and I need some money for Mosaic because we find Mosaic, I can call them and the guys that send me money, no questions asked. If I had to ask my brother for money, he's going to ask me 50 questions, right? But you know, some of my Facebook friends, they understand it's Mosaic. Let's get the, get the product. So those are some cool, you know, advantages I think of just being on, on the Facebook community. Yeah. Neat. Okay. Awesome. Well, you've given me, you've given me some extra motivation and hopefully you've given the listeners some extra motivation. So if they want to, if they want to hit pause on this video right now and run out and become part of it, give them, give them the quick step-by-step -step of just in terms of, Hey, go here, do this. Yep. So I'd say first thing is you have to be patient. Okay. This is not a quick flip type of solution. First thing is be active in your Facebook community, right? If you don't have a Facebook profile, we'll tell you that will be kind of a warning flag. If you just create your profile, today. It isn't bad, but it's just, it's a warning. If you have an old one, great. Um, like I said, Find somebody who already engaged with locally. If you have a sports card store today or you have a breaker you work with, ask them to have a Facebook group and become part of it and branch out. Join SCI. It's an easy, great place to start because it's a community where we're not selling you stuff. We're not pushing you to buy a card or buy into a line or RAS. We're just sharing information on what's going on in the community. So that's a great place to start too. From and, there, and by like the way, said, you can join you off into and sorry, I was just going to say you can join the Sports Card Investor Facebook group by going to sportscardinvestor.com and finding community in the main menu. And then there's Facebook group right under that. And that will launch you right into our Facebook group that's free to join. And that's a good point because there are other fake groups out there now on Facebook um, that are trying to mirror us. But yes, so join the Facebook group. And, and, I, and I'd say too, start small. If, if your goal is to buy or sell, start with making some early transactions with people and build some relationships, right? Um, and even say that, look, I'm trying to build my credibility in the community. I just got here, I wanna to get to meet people. There's no stupid questions. Also, I'll say this too, be kind of people. One of the biggest issues I would say is that people, the way they, their tone is sometimes, you know, oh man, I wouldn't buy that, can kind of come across as, as being a, a jerk sometimes. So sarcasm isn't, doesn't work very well on Facebook. Remember, read something back, kind of think, you know, is that the way you want to hear it said? Um, but the number one thing is golden rule. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Um, but if you invest time into it, you're going to see a lot out of that. 
I, if you're in a, if you're into breaking, I really recommend it because you're going to find better value in breaks as well, because these guys have their home businesses they're working with. Right. And they're also more focused in sport versus where most breakers break all products. You can find a guy who breaks only basketball. He's going to focus on basketball. He's going to educate you on the product. So I think you get more rich details of that. So again, to answer your question, start by, you know, touch base with somebody you know who's already in the Facebook community, branch out slowly, get to meet people. A few websites that you should check and, and kind of, you know, bookmark are the Scammers website I talked about, the One of One website I talked about, um, a couple other websites that are out there that kind of spawned out of Facebook, Ship My Cards, that's Ship My Cards, which is used for international shipping. That was a Facebook guy who can't built that as a company. Um, MySlabs.com, which is another selling platform, is another Facebook community started as a Facebook platform that has brought that out. So those are two other groups I recommend checking out. Ship My Cards and, and MySlabs as well. Cool. Very, very cool. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ziggy. Hey, what before we wrap, what is what is your favorite car that you have ever bought through Facebook? Hmm. I would say, well, you know, I probably was, I had a, a Luca Contenders to 25. Um, that I got to, and I don't have it anymore. I sold it for, at the time, great money. It was a couple thousand dollars and I sold it. Now it's worth tons of money, but that was yeah. definitely one of the best ones I had. Um, yeah. And I sold a lot of cards on there. I sold a Trubisky um, NT RPA, the uh, Stars and Stripes on the group many years ago for a couple thousand. I sold them a Holmes RPA on the group as well for a couple thousand. So um, I've had some some very good luck there. Wow, yeah, whoever whoever got the Mahomes is probably pretty happy right now. The Trubitsky, maybe not as much, but the Mahomes, yes, sir. That, that was a good purchase by somebody. So yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. Well, hey, Ziggy, thanks so much for coming on and talking to us all about Facebook. I know we got a lot of viewers who are gonna be excited about checking out these Facebook groups and getting into that scene and, and uh, building, being part of the community. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can follow me on Facebook. Um, Ziggy knows where you can finally follow me. Also, I've launched a YouTube channel. I basically, I have a group in Facebook, which has kind of died, which is basically on education. I've taken that education now to a, a YouTube channel. Again, Ziggy know as well. Um, you'll see I sometimes post in the, in the SCI group, some tips and stuff like that, like how to comp a card or, you know, trends on products. So definitely follow me on YouTube. I just started that YouTube channel about a month ago. I was actually inspired Jeff by a lot of stuff you've done. And what I've seen is the rise of sports content. One thing I also do every week is I do a sports card content review. I look at what's going on in the community on YouTube and Facebook, and I kind of give you a, a quick synopsis on, you know, what to go look for, what to pay attention to. Um, there's a lot of great stuff going on in the hobby. As it's growing, it's not just the money that's growing, guys. Um, there's lots of great interview shows. There's lots of great content. There's lots of great insight. There's investment groups. Um, like I said, the guys that I met through SCI, where we're pulling together to do that Zion jaw thing, that's phenomenal. And that's, there's, no, there's no scam. There's no secret, right? There's no magic. There's not prediction. It's just, and I'll tell us everybody, pick a team, pick a card, buy that card in bulk, grade that card, and you're going to make money, right? Make sure it's the right guy. You know, you can't grade baseball. You can grade base now, but pick a good rookie card, you know, invest in him and spend some time. Patience is, is the way to go. I found that. And I think that comes with old age, Jeff, right? Patience is the virtue. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. That's great, Ziggy. And by the way, we'll post the link to your YouTube in our, our uh, comments and notes here right below the episode so people can check that as well. So awesome. Hey, thanks so much, Ziggy, for coming on Sports Card Investor. Thank you very much. Please check me out. Also, you'll see my boys out there breaking cards. That's who does all my breaks. So my sons love to have you come out and give comments. And that's what I'd say to you guys. Keep it pure. Keep it fun. 
Um, stay safe and healthy. Thank you very much, Jeff. Really enjoyed it. It's been wonderful having you on. Take care. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Ziggy No. And of course, we referenced it a few times, but please join the free Sports Card Investor Facebook group. You don't have to be a member. Totally free to join. Go to sportscardinvestor.com and click on community in the main menu bar and then go down and click on Facebook group and you'll get right in there. You'll get a hangout with Ziggy there as well as thousands of other great sports card collectors and investors to share your wisdom. And then while we don't do buying and selling in that group, we can direct you to places where you can do buying and selling in other Facebook groups. So thank you so much for watching today, everybody. Hope you enjoy the episode and I will see you back in a couple of days with my next one. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Subscribe on YouTube and hit the little bell icon. I really appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your day. Take care.